NFL sack leader. Does that sound crazy hearing that? Pretty cool. Gotta keep it up though. So you can't even see it like three weeks in? That doesn't feel like, okay, that's a really good start? Definitely, definitely good feeling, definitely good start. So I just, you know, gotta keep it up. And that's the goal, just to keep it up. I feel like it's been a good start so far. All right, so Alex, you got the weekend off. What'd you do? Uh, it was a good weekend off. You know, I went, uh, actually went back to Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, got to uh, celebrate my mother-in-law's birthday. We threw a surprise birthday party for her. So it was a, uh, it was awesome. All the family was there. Um, my wife Felicity was there as well. Um, it was just a fun weekend. Just be with be with her family, and uh, it was it was really exciting. So it was good, good rest weekend. So um, just really good to get get my legs back. First. Wait, wait, wait! You married a girl from Cleveland? Yeah, she's she, she's from right below Cleveland, uh, but she she her her and her family lived in uh, California for a while too. But uh, a lot of her family's Browns fans, so they were good. And Alex is your wife's sister. Yes, yes, yes. Alex, Alex is. are you a Browns fan? Are you a Browns fan? I'm a Steelers fan now. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she's she's been converted. You know that Mitch Trubisky, right, is married to. Mitch Trubisky is married to a member of a family who is a Browns employee. Basically. I did not know that yeah. his wife. I did not know that, but I know they were like from from Mentor, from, Ohio. yeah, from Mentor, Ohio. Yeah, I knew they were really close. Weird. Yeah. Okay, so did you watch any football? Oh uh, yeah, it was it was cool, kind of on on Sunday to just kind of relax and to be able to to watch watch football on Sunday. It, it was it was good, and I know that you know that'll happen a couple more times this year with the bye week. Um, but I was watching the the Jets Bengals game because uh, you know we play them this 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 set this upcoming Sunday and just kind of really looking at it as like a, a scouting from a scouting perspective and just looking at their offensive line and seeing how the Bengals did against them. So it was cool. We just got to chill with their family a good bit too. Um, and you know I remember we were driving to um, the party that we threw for her mother-in-law and we passed the Raising Canes up there and Raising Canes is like it's one of my favorite spots and I haven't, I haven't been too much because I'm never. I'm never really in Cleveland like that or Ohio, and um, it was. I was like, Alyssa, we have to go by Raising Canes before we leave, <laughs> come back, and I got some of that on uh, on Sunday as well. So it's pretty cool. Okay, but so here's my question: Did you watch Sunday Night Football? Uh, we watched a little bit of it. Um, as a lot. defensive player, when you're watching an 11-10 game. Are you like, that's cool? Or are you like me and saying I'm really bored out of my mind? I mean, honestly, you know, I feel like the more explosive scoring games are more more exciting to watch. I think a lot of people can attest to that. But I think from a defensive perspective, it's pretty cool uh, seeing, you know, a lot, I love seeing guys get sacks and seeing guys, you know, in my position thrive. And so um, that was pretty cool, you know, watching, watching that. We watched some of it and we ended up uh, watching, watching some TV shows. Okay, so I brought you a present, but do you still eat these? Of course. They're, these are my favorite kind of gummy bears. I love them. Oh, so you actually have brand allegiance? These are my favorite, yes. These are, Why these are, are the these best. better than the Haribos or anything else? They're just like, they're softer, they taste better, um, and they got world's best on them for a reason, so I love them. <laughs> now you do know that now you have to say the brand. Albanese, yeah, they're amazing. So, and you don't have a sponsorship deal with them just yet? No, I should probably see if I can see if I can get one. Cause well, I do. now that we've got a photo of you showing them a, off, right? I have a crazy like back. I know my dad like he told you I like gummy bears, but I used to be addicted to them. Um, like when I was a kid, they would have to hide them from me because I would eat them so much, and so. That's something I've had to shake. I do uh-huh. actually have a photo of you from when you were 15 years old, and you don't quite look 
as chiseled as you are now, but we can come back to that. You did actually study nutrition, though, in college, didn't you? Yeah, Charlotte? Ex- exercise science, kinesiology. Yeah, why? What was, I mean, is that just what everybody did at Charlotte? Everybody who was yeah. an athlete? Or was there something about that that was appealing to you? Um, it was really appealing to me. I remember, so growing up, I really wanted to be like an engineer. That was something that was big, big, big to me. And then um, when I got, to, like, right before I got to college, uh, I just thought about the idea of like becoming an athletic trainer or some type of trainer, just learning more about the body. And I knew that athletic training would be hard uh, with playing football because like I can't play football and, and do like my athletic training internship at the same time. And um, it was just cool being able to learn more about just the body and how you know it reacts. And especially me being an athlete, there was a good amount of athletes that were in the exercise science kinesiology field, and it was just pretty cool to be able to learn uh, you know through that field. Wait a minute, so then do you talk to your strength coach or to your trainer? Like if John Norwig says something, are you like, whoa, 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 that's not the way I learned it? Uh, not really. I, mean, so I, try to, I try to offer some insight sometimes. Uh, I was actually did a little internship uh, with my strength coach at Charlotte um, like while I was training for the combine and uh, while I was getting ready for the draft. And like then COVID hit, so that was kind of weird. But it was cool being able to um, to do that and learn, and learn more about strength and conditioning and stuff and no, I don't think my passion is to be like an actual strength coach for a team, but I think it'd be cool to, um, in, in, the, in the future sometime, you know, just be able to, you know, train, train kids, you know, whether that's um, in strength conditioning or just like pass rush training and stuff like that. So it would be pretty cool. So do you pay attention to how your teammates work out? Like we all know that there are NFL players that have dad bods. Like you're just what Eli Manning. Yeah. Eli Manning, I would see him in the weight room and be like, how are you a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Well, I heard a, I heard a, a saying one time, you know, a six-pack doesn't get you a sack. Um, <laughs> so I think a lot of it's not everyone. Will, that's what I thought when, you know, growing up that everyone in the league was like jacked and, you know, 3% body fat and everything. But that's not the case. It's the guys in the league because they they are so technical with what they do. They're, they're technicians. Um, and so I think that's like, you know, to see some of some good players in the league today, like you, would, you wouldn't think that they're, like, in the NFL. But, you know, there's a lot of guys who make plays because they're good football players. And I think football is, is not about being as – of course, you want to get as strong and fast as you can, uh, but it's not necessarily about how your body looks. It's about what you do on the field. All right, so I'll put you on the spot then. I just named one. Who's a guy in your locker room that you're just like, that guy shouldn't be that fast or he shouldn't be that strong? Uh, shouldn't be that strong. Like um, if you looked at him – he doesn't quite look who he is. I don't like putting people on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> There's few. Because you're going to say Cam. You're going to say Cam, no, I'm gonna say Cam. Cam's brief. Cam's massive. Um, but I, I don't know how he is as fast as he is, but it's because he he trains with, with passion and with intensity. He's been doing it for so long. And you see a guy as big as him, like he's ripped for his size, and he's he, he's chasing down ball carriers all the time. And it's because he's a guy who is like – so driven at what he does and you know he's he's, he's awesome um all right well let's go back to the engineering part where'd that come from um so i did actually this, hear a story am this, i allowed to tell the story and will you confirm it uh you can, yeah you can i heard that in fifth grade you told your teacher i want to play in the nfl yes True? yes and i heard that your teacher said you can't do that uh, I don't know if I remember that. Um, I, I do remember that, you know, it's, you got to ha- have your options open because it's the NFL is the 1% of the 1%. Um, but for me, it was I wanted to be an engineer because I remember fourth, fifth grade is like really when I started loving roller coasters. <laughs> and uh, I remember 
like I just wanted to build roller coasters and that was something I remember I did it like a I think my fifth grade project was like on being an engineer um, but I remember me and my family we'd always go to Bush Gardens all the time and uh, just doing that a lot just really at first I didn't ride roller coasters at all I was scared of them and after riding them a lot I ended up loving them I'm still a theme park you know I love theme parks today like today I go to Cedar Point uh, I've been to Cedar Point a couple times you know like Universal and Disney so I've always that was kind of why I want to be an engineer. What about Kennywood? I have not been to Kennywood. I what? need to go. I need to go. Alex, <laughs> I you have to take Alex to Kennywood. <laughs> I know we got to go, especially like because they have some type of like uh, like fall Halloween thing, do they? Yeah, and they have a ride that's called the Steel Curtain. I know. And my three-year-old, who you've met, wants to grow only so she could ride the Steel Curtain. So she already wants to ride. She's there's no fear. Because that's what her brother, yes. Oh. Because when you're young, you have no fear. I, and I have a great story for you. So I was with Joe Woods, who's the Browns' defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and his best friend in the league is Mike Tomlin. Okay. And Joe Woods grew up here. And so he's telling the story how last summer he comes home and he tells Mike T, like, hey, I'm coming back, you know, whatever, should I swing by? And Mike T says to him, well, what are you doing? And Joe says, well, I'm going to Kennywood. And Mike T says, well, I'll meet you there. That's awesome. So Mike Tomlin goes to Kennywood where the masses come at him. And in three years, you've never been? I've never been. I need need to go. Because like I said, I I love roller coasters. I need to go because I've seen the Steel Ventures. It's like one of the most popular ones, and that's one of the ones I want to check out. So upside down, flipping, whatever, you're, you're for all of it? I can handle it. Um, not too much. Like, I can't ride rides like that six times in a row or I will um, throw up. Uh, but, you know, my dad, he, my dad he's, he's someone who, like, when he's always rode roller coasters and so growing up, um, I, that's the reason you know, I really liked him because he liked it. My sister actually rode roller, rode roller coasters before me. And she's two years younger than me. I did hear that, too. I heard that she was tougher. She, she was le- that, more yeah, fearless. Yeah, she was tougher. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're admitting it. So yeah. all the stuff that your dad gave me to try to get you going, you're just copping to it I right am. away. I am. Okay, so when you were build- all into building roller coasters, were you a Lego guy? Oh, no, not much in fifth grade. Uh, but growing up, I was. Uh, at that point, I was kind of like so into video games. You know, I still play video games now, but I was like, you know. Wait, you do? Yeah. Oh yeah. I love, what I love video them. games? Um, FIFA. FIFA is probably my favorite. You would, I uh, probably wouldn't really? guess that because you know usually you think guys who play football, um, you know, in the like NFL, you would think that they like a soccer game. But like I love, I love like just behind after football, you know, soccer is my next favorite sport, and uh, you know, playing FIFA is, you know, Alex will tell you, my, my wife will tell you, like I love FIFA. Wait, but I thought that you played baseball and basketball growing up. I did, I did. Um, so can you play soccer? I cannot play soccer, no. Um, I, w- I kind of wish I had played it growing up. Uh, but I played for one year and stopped, and I used to not like it at all. Um, but, like, FIFA got me back into it. But baseball and basketball were my other two. Uh, basketball is probably my sport that I love um, the most at first, and then, and like, and then football. Um, just so know, my dad was really passionate about, uh, about basketball as well. Um, Wait, is that why that's your favorite sport? Is that why you fell into football? Um, is that why you picked football? Because that's your dad's favorite? Uh, no, my, 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 I think my dad's favorite growing up was probably basketball. Um, that's why like, I liked it at first. Cause my, my favorite team growing up was North Carolina Tar Heels. His alma mater in their basketball team. Right. Um, and I, I was so passionate about that basketball team. Like, you know, basketball was probably my favorite at a young age. And then... Like, football is, like, right, right behind it. But I just I love basketball so much. But, you know, football easily overtook that one because I didn't really 
have the height or the athletic ability to play basketball. Or Wait a minute, are you 6'4"? You're 6'4", aren't you? Uh, yeah, 6'3". Six, six Sometimes I like to say 6'4". Wait, so do you still play? Like, will you play pickup games? No, I, I haven't. I haven't played. You're not doing, like, the Miles Garrett going to a gym uh, and dunking on a bunch mm, of, like, dads? My off-season hobby is golf. I, uh, I love golf. There they I, are. I love golf. I love golf. It's, but golf is probably my favorite thing to do in the off-season because it's something that, you know, it's not really – Playing it don't take much of a chance. It's like not much risk of getting injured, and it's just a uh, golf is another sport, just like soccer, that I did not like at all. Hated growing up. Like I played, it. I remember I went to on a field trip. I think in elementary school, we went to a golf course and I absolutely hated it. But now golf is one of my favorite things, and I know a lot of guys in the NFL do it. Okay, and you know I absolutely cannot stand it and Why? don't get it. Why? Because I suck at it. Like it ta- to me. The idea is that you have to, like, linearly keep getting better you at do. things. You so you can, like, go out one day to the range and be like, well, I'm a star. Yep. And then the next day, you're shanking everything. And that, that's that's why it's kind of frustrating is because I'm a competitor and I want to be good at everything that I do. And uh, when I can't golf, you know, the whole season, especially not, not right now with, my, with uh, my rib and everything, like, I don't want to take the chance to you know, swing in clubs like that but it's, it's frustrating because I want to go out there and I want to be as good as guys who like shoot in the 70s Same. and stuff in the 60s like pros um, but it's something just like you said you have to continue to practice but I know once I'm done uh, playing football you know hopefully that's 10 years or so from now have um, you ever golfed Fox Chapel? at Fox Chapel? I have not um, up here I've I've been to Diamond Run Diamond Run's an awesome course um, I think that's the only one I've been to up here I literally am like super close I live super close to, to Diamond Run so that was probably my favorite course up here um, well so, that's because yeah. you haven't done Fox Chapel yet so we'll take you to Fox okay. Chapel I'll I drive the cart Oak- Oakmont would be pretty cool too I would love to play Oakmont well Larry Paul can make that happen that would be awesome I can't necessarily <laughs> do that but I can take you to Fox Chapel I'll drive the cart I'll fill the cooler with beer and cool Cool. <laughs> Someone else can swing. Wait, okay, so do you still? So I know that you will occasionally play softball if Cam Hayward twists your arm. Yeah. Do you still no, ever, like, I, go to batting practice or anything? Uh, I don't really go to batting practice. I kind of, like I said, I played baseball all the way to my senior year of high school, so that's something I feel like I kind of want to go out there and kind of natural at. And I know the, the, uh, the past two games I've been to, I've hit a home run at his, at his uh, softball game. And, um, I just enjoy. That's just a cool event he puts on his, his charity softball game, um, and I, I you know if, if, any year that I'm invited, you know I look forward to going because it's just a cool event. And I love, I love hitting home runs. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Yeah. And some of us hit really weak grounders to short and ask Kenny Pickett to do them a favor. <laughs> and you remember that? It was the last out of the softball game. I don't think I do, Dee Dee. Okay, so it was the last out of the softball game. I hit a grounder to Kenny Pickett. Kenny tries to, like, do me a solid and throw it behind his back. And Cam Hayward, playing first base, would have no part of it. He, like, elbowed me out of the way to get me out. Of course he would. Cam's a competitor through and through. fun occasionally, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, Alex, when we come back, we're going to get into a lot more. We're going to talk about backpacks, for sure, and the city of Pittsburgh. And uh, all the things that your sister is better at than you are. All right. And the things that your wife is better at than you are. And we'll see if you can guess what Keith Butler said about you the very first time I asked him. Okay. How Alex Highsmith is doing. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So we'll be right back. And remember to follow us on Twitter at 937thefan. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Peters Township. Or visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. 
All right, it is an absolutely happening Minio's Pizza, and I promised Alex Highsmith that he would not be bothered, but the fans just love him, especially the kids. Alex, do you feel like kids like you more than grown-ups? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was cool. Um, I know at Latrobe, um, the kids there were awesome being, being there. That was, that was a cool experience being in Latrobe and seeing. Oh, it was your first time? It was my first time because uh, I remember COVID. You know, with COVID, uh, we stayed here at Heinz Field. Okay, but what about the dorms? Let's talk about the dorms. They actually weren't that bad. They were. They were. It was. It did was, you bring your own mattress? Uh, so we could like buy one to the team, and I did that. I had to because uh, <laughs> you didn't want to sleep better. on some. What did you do with it then? Did you take it home? No, you just rent it for camp. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many guys used to walk in with their own mattress. Like Landry Jones I, I would bring his own. A, James Harrison would bring his own. My wife got me a, a match protector um, or a comforter, um, <laughs> whatever you call it. And, uh, that, that, that helped a lot. So, um, But, yeah, I, I had to get a, get a bigger mattress for sure. Um, all right. So we've got – nobody's written their name, so I don't know where exactly this question came from. But one of the – patrons here at the restaurant wants to know what would you do if you didn't play football i didn't play football i feel like you answered that yeah um like i said i was exercise science kinesiology major and uh, a couple things that i was thinking about doing was something in strength conditioning um but what about the engineering you wouldn't be like i kind of gave up on i kind of gave up on the engineering this this is engineer right here that's what she went to school for um wait a minute so you married a nurse whose sister is an engineer that's you clearly were thinking about genes and the gene pool right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's always good to marry smart girls. It's what I tell yeah. Kenny Pickett. You know his fiance is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy, yeah. Everybody needs mm-hmm. a sugar mama. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, all right, so you would do, but this all worked out. But let's tell our story, your story, right? So you weren't, you weren't recruited in high school. You didn't have many options. Were you still thinking I'm going to be an NFL player? Yeah, I, you know. I mean, it, you end up walking on, right? Yeah, it was a definitely. You know, it always been a dream of mine. Um, you know, it didn't really become real till my senior year of college. But I kind of had an interesting recruiting process. I was at a you know smaller school. Um, we weren't small, but we were small compared to you know some bigger schools in the state, in North Carolina. Um, and we weren't ended up. We didn't really have many wins over the course while I was there. Um, and I remember I was like really short and chubby my my sophomore year of high school. I hit a growth spurt, got kind of skinny my uh, my junior year. Soft and then senior year I kind of bulked up a little bit, but not too much. I was like around 200 pounds. I was actually a middle linebacker in college, so I never. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the picture. Have you seen that's, that that's one? That's a bad one. I feel um, so bad that we don't have okay. cameras right now, but everybody, I'm showing a picture of Alex that's Highsmith the worst one at of all the time. age of 15. <laughs> I, I know me and, my, me and my dad agree that's the worst one of all time. So then why don't you tell your dad? Like, don't share that picture. I kind of like it, though, because it's, like, I kinda, it's, it's it funny. It's kind of the... funny to show the transformation. So can I share that one later on? Yeah, you can share it later on, yeah. That this is all a product of hard work? Yeah, yeah, that was sophomore year. That was sophomore year of, uh, of high school right there. Yeah, okay, so but... I'm sorry. I cut you oh, off. You're good. You go to Charlotte. And it's obviously not, you know, whatever, Florida, Tennessee, Ohio State. But you still believe in the NFL dream. Yeah, I, I knew that no matter where you can play, um, that, 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 people, that the, you know, the NFL will find you. Um, I knew that, you know, Charlotte, they were, good, like, the, the year I went there, they were transitioning to being a, 
Division One FBS school, so the top of the top of the line at, at Division One, and um, I knew that if I could be able to ball out there, that I have a shot. But really, when I got there, my main goal was just earning a scholarship because I walked on. Uh, you know, I got there, I didn't even get invited to camp my freshman year. I walked on the you know, first day of school and just kind of hit the ground running from there. Kind of kept and kept my mouth shut and just worked, tried to outwork everybody and work as hard as I could. And, um, it didn't, it didn't end up. Uh, I think I. Let me see. I ended up getting a scholarship, so I played one year as a backup in special teams, and then I ended up earning a scholarship my after my redshirt freshman year, so right before my redshirt sophomore year. And I'll always remember that day. Uh, coach Brad Lambert was our coach at the time. He's now defensive coordinator at Wake Forest. And I remember him bringing me to his office and him telling me, it was just like, it was so, so, such filled with such joy because I knew that my homework had paid off. I, like went and told all my boys, told all my teammates, and I kind of waited. I waited to tell my family. Until um, I got home, because I was going home that day for the summer, because I didn't know if I was going to come back or not. Because uh, I, I didn't. Why like, didn't you know if you were going to come back? Because, because of how much tuition was? Yeah, pay, paying for summer school. Um, I would, I would, I probably would have came back at the second summer session, but it would have been a lot, um, a lot of money for the for both summer sessions. Did you take loans out all by yourself, or did your parents take out loans? Huh? Did you take out the loans to go to college, or did your parents take out loans? Parents did. Yeah, so it's Isn't that crazy? Like, people sit here and they look at NFL players and they just see fancy cars and diamond necklaces and they never think about the journey. It's definitely a journey. And the sacrifices that their parents, parents make and that they make. Yeah, parents made a lot of sacrifices. I'm so thankful for them, um, for, for them to be able to get me to that position and, um, you know, famous, like, going through the first couple of years of college and everything. And, you know, I knew that that was just a stepping – that goal was just a stepping stone. Uh, to get where I wanted to, um, you know, whenever I, you know, because ultimately my, my dream is the league. So when you think about that, when you think about, okay, I had to work to get every single thing, and then you come to a team that has this tradition of great outside linebackers, and Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt are already here, you feel like you were helped that you already went through this? Or were you totally, like, fanboying, oh, my gosh, that's Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt? Yeah, oh, I wonder that T.J. was T.J. yet. Was he? Was T.J. T.J. then? Yeah, he was. I mean, he had just come off a, third, I think, 14-sack season with, like, six, seven, okay, four Okay, yeah, so did like you that. fanboy? Were you a little bit? Like I mean, you no. Know, I think I remember when I first got my first – COVID was during that time. And I remember it was it was kind of a awakening to, like, it was, like, really hit me when I was like, actually in the league. It was, like – you know when those guys texted me and I remember the first team meeting we had over Zoom because I couldn't be up here because of COVID and everything the first team meeting we had over Zoom and saw guys like Big Ben and Pouncey Cam Hayward like TJ and all those big name guys and I was just like wow like it's, it's pretty cool like, like I'm in the NFL um, so that was kind of like the the wake up moment for me um, I can't believe that Pouncey is the second yeah. name you say you know he's like one of my favorite yeah. friends ever he's awesome he's awesome I he's wish also I, skinnier than he, he lost so much weight. Alex right crazy. Now. He lost so much weight. Um, and I, I wish I would have got to play more with him because he was a, not only a great great player, but a great teammate and a, a great dude in the locker room. So, um, but that was kind of a cool moment for me, seeing all those guys and, and Coach Tomlin, of course, seeing all those people on the on the on the Zoom call was, was awesome. Okay, so can you can you guess your then defensive coordinator Keith Butler? You were a few months in, and I said, okay, so what about the rookie? What about Highsmith? What do you think is the one thing? I just heard your neck crack. Oh, that's my, that's my finger, not my, not my neck. <laughs> okay, still. Uh, what do you think was the first thing that Keith Butler said about you? Uh, let's see. Um, it was a nice thing. Nice it wasn't thing. a negative. You're a rookie. You're in for a few months. 
What do you think is the first thing he said? I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. That's pretty close. He said, I only have to give him an instruction once. Oh, I, should, I, I had a feeling it might have been that one. I had a feeling it might he have been that one. He said, you tell him something once, and it's fixed, yeah. and that's it. Okay, so is that how you are at home? Like if your wife says take out the trash, does she only have to say it once? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not the best at it sometimes. She's, she's got to tell me, but, you know, I try to, try to be, be the best I can be in, in that aspect. It doesn't work in my house. I have to say <laughs> things like 18 no, she times. No, she does have to say things over and <laughs> over sometimes. Oh, we now have a question coming in from Wilmington, North Carolina. Awesome. Were you a Downtown. mama's boy or a daddy's boy? Uh, I was a mama's boy. Yeah, big mama's boy. <laughs> uh, I still remember like my first, my first uh, base, like little league baseball practice. I think I was like four, four and a half, or five, and I went out there and like I, I remember crying just asking for my mom because I was the first time like being in like organized sport like that, and like I was like. I was definitely a mama's boy. Definitely so, a mama's boy. as your mom and dad are listening to this, I'm sure it's making your mom smile. What do you think it's making your dad yeah. do? I mean, he knows I, I, I love him as much, too. But <laughs> he, he would also say the same, that I, I'm a mama's boy. He would, he would call me a mama's boy, too. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the field for just a minute. We're jumping everywhere. But I have to ask you, what's one thing that you learned from Bud Dupree? And what's one thing you learned from TJ Watt? Because this is all about legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is all about what you're going to teach the young guys what you've learned, I mean, you're still a young guy, yeah. but what you've learned, what's one thing from Bud Dupree that you've added to your game? Yeah, I think uh, Bud taught me a lot about his get-off. I think his get-off is crazy fast. It was, like, I remember seeing him for the first time during camp, and, like, this, this dude's unbelievable. Um, so I just kind of tried to listen to what he talked about and uh, or what he watched when it comes to get-off and try to see what he studied because, like I said, he had – one of the craziest get-offs I've ever seen. and um, I feel like that helped me a lot in my game. And then with TJ, um, really kind of wanted to learn more of the ghost move that he does. Because um, I'd watched film on it, like on him and on Von Miller, guys who used that ghost move in the past. And that was, that was I remember that was one thing that I kind of asked him about. But both those guys, I was just I was thankful. Because um, not only, you know, are they two of the best in, in the league at what they do, but uh, they were willing to help, you know, a guy like me coming in as a rookie. Um, you know, he's all over the place and doesn't know what he's doing yet. Um, but they, they helped me a lot, and so I'm, I'm thankful. You ever work out with James Harrison? I have not. That would be pretty cool to do. You want me to call him? You guys number? Of course I do. <laughs> I can give it to you. <laughs> I should I like probably that. ask him first. Yeah. But James Harrison guessed the weight of my first baby. Really? Yeah, and James Harrison spent like a good six, seven years trying to scare the you-know-what out of me. And I just saw him a month ago, and I said, James, it doesn't work on me anymore. Here's the secret <laughs> on James Harrison. Yeah, like he's got that look. He's got that resting nasty face, yeah. but he's a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, uh, he's he's someone I'd, I'd want to live with in the future. It'd be pretty cool. Well, he's here, so then you should totally get together with him. He's here? I mean, not like oh, in thought, the building, but he's in. Be cool. no, no, no. All right, we'll make that happen, Alex. Um, is there somebody else on the team? If you could play that person's position, if you could be in that person's meeting room, who would it be? Like play another position? Uh, I'd probably say uh, like play running back. Should be Najee's position. I, I loved running back as, as, as when I was in uh, Pop Warner. Like I loved it. I was always a power, more of a power back guy too. Like I wasn't more, I wasn't really a finesse guy. I was like a guy who wanted to, to run, run, over, run people. over people and stiff arm them. And I think it'd be okay. Cool. So having said that, who's your favorite running back in the NFL right mm-hmm. now? Who's the guy that you 
hate facing but admire? Besides Najee, of course. Um, like that I go against probably uh, you know, one we just played, Nick Chubb. He's he's uh, he's great at what he does, and he's one of the best in the league for a reason. He's a, he's a hard guy to bring down, and um, he's a guy that you have to wrap up because he's so low to the ground, has such great contact balance, and he runs hard. He doesn't tiptoe through the hole. He runs hard. And so I think that's a guy that deserves a lot of respect because he's earned it. He's totally my favorite, and I'm going to go down to Georgia with him. He's got a really cool story, too. I'll tell you in the break. But in any case, okay, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about what else Alex really cares about off the field and why backpacks in particular are incredibly important, right? Yes. Okay, Alex is going to have some wings in this break. Everybody stick with us, and we will be right back. You can text us on the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line at 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly. Hi, everybody. We're live on the air right now, Alex. Sorry. Alex is eating some delicious wings at Minio's Pizza, and Alex's sister-in-law, who also happens to be named Alex, I think is enjoying the garlic bread. She might be liking the arancini balls as well. I don't know, but... She's a Browns fan, so all the people in Pittsburgh who have been attacking me for spending a little bit of time with the Cleveland Browns, I mean, it's okay, Alex, right? Like, it's about loving the league and loving the game of football and having respect. It's about having respect for good players in the league. Good players, yes, exactly. And just to see any talent from anywhere, that's what I feel like every fan likes to look for in football, too. So. Okay, but was it? do you think it was really hard for your family to suddenly put on the black and gold? Oh, my gosh. You can't even imagine. Some of them are still struggling, but they do anything for Alex. But diehard Browns fan, you just can't take that out of a Browns fan, you know? So. Wait a minute. So, like, your mom and dad, on the weeks that the Steelers are not playing the Browns, will still root for the Browns? No, they'll root for the Steelers, but any other game they'll root for the Browns. But if it's against the Steelers, they'll go for Alex. For yeah, sure. but they do know, right, that the more the Browns win affects the Steelers in the standings. Yeah, I they don't care. Give and take here. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Alex. I'm putting her on the hot seat, Alex. Sorry, Alex. Mr. Alex, Miss Alex. I know we need to sort of quantify that. Okay, so Alex, I think it's important for people in Pittsburgh to know that something you're very, very passionate about is providing backpacks for kids. Where did this come from? What is this project? How does this, like, what is the impetus behind all of this? Yeah, I think it's kind of a passion that I've always had. Um, you, know, you know, three years ago, uh, my dad started the, the Alex Hyphen Family Foundation. And, um, you know, today I think it's, you know, just uh, so important to be able to, you know, involve, get involved in the lives, lives of the youth, you know. Because uh, I feel like investing in the next generation, you know, is, is the best thing we can do. So there's a lot of things that we've been talking about, a lot of passions that, that me and my wife have. Um, you know, my dad has as well to be able. Your to wife, who's a nurse, who's working until yeah. 11 p.m. Yeah. tonight. Yeah. She's she's, she's a wife woman, of an right? NFL player, and she's working until 11 p.m. tonight at the hospital. Yeah, she's an amazing, hardworking woman, and that's why I love her. One of the many reasons why I love her. Um, but you just kind of the, um, feel like we have a solid team around us, uh, you know, around me. My wife. But why backpacks? What is it about backpacks? Like, why not T-shirts? Why not sneakers? Yeah, well, I think, you know, just wanting to do an annual backpack giveaway is, is, is important because I know there's kids that are in need of that, um, and, and education is so important. I think that's something that needs to continue to be preached uh, to kids. You know, my dad knows, you know, him and my mom as well, both of them being educators, and that's why I was raised um, so well because of them. And um, I, was, I, was, I was always getting good grades because of them. Um, and I know how important education is because I know there's a bunch of kids, you know, a bunch, bunch of boy, young boys that you know, want to make it to the NFL, want to make it to the NBA, want to do this, do that. 
Um, but they need to know that, you know, education matters most. Because, like I said, it's the 1% of the 1%. Um, you know, and by God's grace, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm at uh, because of him and, and the opportunities he's provided for me. Uh, but not, every, not everyone makes it to the NFL, the NBA, MLB. Um, so it's about what, what, what have you done with your education and what, what have you done to, to learn more in the classroom. And so I think that's important just by providing uh, kids who are in need with that so that they have the opportunity uh, to, to learn. You know, so that's something that I'm desperately passionate about because my parents came to this country as poor immigrants and education was the one way that you could sort of get ahead. And I know that kids don't go to school when they feel like they don't have the right clothes or they don't right, have the right school supplies. So I get that. But you talk about both of your parents being educators. Were they the type that if you brought home a 95, they said, where are the last five points? Or were they the participation trophy? Good effort. There's a C plus. Uh, if it was in math, I know my mom would want me to have 100. Uh, but they, they were definitely behind me, and uh, they were always proud of me. Um, but I knew that you know, straight A's was kind of the standard. Uh, and my sister got straight A's as well. Um, but that was Wait, really so you got straight A's all the way through high school? No, not, not, that was the standard, but I didn't always achieve that standard. Okay, so what were the B's? <laughs> One of them, this is embarrassing to say, was actually in uh, my mom's calculus class that she taught me in. What? And what? I know they're listening right now. The school district allowed your mother to teach you? Yep, yeah. It was uh, a little awkward at first, but <laughs> I ended up loving it. Um, <laughs> I remember sometimes. Well, not we loving would it enough at, if you got a B. <laughs> we, we, would always, we would always look at each other and stuff, but it, it got a little, it got less awkward as time went by. And, but, you know, she she's the best. I, I believe she's the best math teacher Wait, in the uh, world at what uh, she does. Okay, and, I'm sure. And my dad can agree. Okay, um, this is why we're friends, because you know my mother's a math teacher too, right? Okay, awesome. But your mother's listening right now. Mine isn't. But sine, cosine, like when do we ever use that in real life? No, uh, that's uh, not much. <laughs> so, like, they put us through heck yeah. to learn all of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of work to get to know that. And, I mean, you know, but I know it's like I don't think I'll, I'll ever probably use it. <laughs> sine, cosine again. <laughs> Who think okay this is perfect let's segue into your let's hear what Alex thinks about his teammates segment who do you think is the best math person on your team like who understands it could be angles the best or who would you ask to add the quickest whatever it is best math person golly that's a hard question um that is an on-the-spot question I'd probably say Probably one of the quarterbacks, you know, Mitch Kenny. You know, those guys are so smart at what they do. Like, they got to be good at math, you know. These guys are, like, reading coverage and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's something they, they've got to be good at. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure about that one. <laughs> All right, if you had a flat tire, what teammate are you calling first to come get you? If I had a flat tire, what teammate am I calling first to come get me? Let me think of this. Let me think of this. Um, these are hard questions. Uh, not, that's why they're on the spot questions. <laughs> that's the whole magic of it. I didn't really think of. Uh, There's going to be one guy you can there count is, on. There is. I, mean, I can count on a lot of guys. I'm trying to like pick uh, someone specific. Uh, I'd say uh, find my guy, uh, Chris Wormley. He's a reliable guy. Chris he's a real. He yeah. feels like a grown-up to me. Yeah, yeah. Chris, well, Chris okay, Martin. I know Lauren, your sister, is married, but if she were not, who would you let date your sister? <laughs> we had this. Uh, 
Uh, we had this question. We had this question uh, on uh, during camp, and it was like it was uh, one of the things. Like we was walking to the locker room, I mean into the cafeteria, and as I like, had a camera right above it, and so recorders as we walked by, it said, "Who would you who would you let date your sister?" And a lot of people were like, "No one, no one." Um, that was stolen from me. By the way, <laughs> this is all coming from a story okay. I wrote about the Steelers like eight years ago. Okay. Uh, it, a lot of guys, I'd say no, uh, but it'd be a, so like, you know, few that I'd, I'd let. Well, there's got to be one. Like, tell us he's a good guy. Uh, let's see. So my man Minka's pretty solid. Minka's a solid guy. That's my Minka's guy. from Jersey. You know, Minka's from the town right next to the town that I grew I up in. I know that. I see, that's it. why. See, it all comes back yeah. to New Jersey. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, Minka Fitzpatrick, awesome. Didi Kinkabala. <laughs> there you go. You know, I've got a good answer to this. So I was at the Wall Street Journal. A decade ago, I did this story with the New York Giants, and I asked, you know who Jason Pierre-Paul is? Yeah, yeah, JPP. So I, who's now a Raven, uh-huh. so you'll I see him that, yeah. in a few weeks. So I asked, um, I don't know, like 35 guys in the locker room all these questions, and one of them was, who would you like date your sister? And the most common answer was no one. <laughs> and then JPP says to me, the richest guy. Who's the richest guy in the locker room? Eli. She can date no, Eli. That ain't always. That ain't always the, the best answer. I thought that sure. was kind of really smart, though, right? <laughs> it's funny, but hey, they can have a lot of money, but you know, it matters about you know how they treat my sister. That's what matters most. <laughs> All right, who's the most vain? Who spends the most time in the mirror? In the mirror, Terrell Evans. <laughs> he, uh, that was Notice one. there was no hesitation he's on always, that he's one. He's always. Uh, Always lifting. He's always lifting with the shirt off. Always, always, always checking himself out. He's funny, but that's would probably say him. Who's Coach Tomlin's favorite? Who's Coach Tomlin's favorite? Um, let's see. I feel like Coach Tomlin really, really likes Chooks. He always, he's always, he's always messing with Chooks. Um, I don't know if he has a favorite, but he, uh, he, he always, you know, loves messing with Chooks. It's funny. If Coach Tomlin could play a position right now, forget what he played when he was in college. What is his attitude most like? Because there's a mentality, right? Like there's a mentality to linebacker. every position group. Oh, you think linebacker. he's a linebacker? He's a defensive minded coach, and um, before every game, he always comes over to us. He's like, linebackers win football games. And, uh, I know he he says that to our group. I don't know about all the other groups, and but he, I know he's passionate about the defensive side of the ball. And he's passionate about you know in Pittsburgh outside linebackers and inside linebackers about them controlling the game. And I think he he'd probably want to be a linebacker. You think it's different to be a linebacker in the city of Pittsburgh than it is to be a linebacker anywhere else? Um, I think there's definitely there's definitely a, a standard, um, especially in, you know, um, you know my position um, too. Not inside as well, but I know coming in as outside backer, there's been so many greats in the past. You know, Jack Lambert. Um, I don't know all of them, but I know the household names. You know, T.J. Watts a household name. Uh, James Harrison, Lamar Woodley. Um, just, just guys like that I know that have been through here that have set the standard. And so it's just cool to be able to come to a place that has such a great history of outside linebackers, position that I play in. It's really, you know, an amazing system for an outside linebacker. Um, just to really rush the passer and get after it. And you know, I love being here. All right, what about the Jets? I had the Jets. I told you I was the sideline reporter for their Week 2 game yeah. when 37-year-old Joe Flacco engineered two touchdown drives in less than two minutes. You got any thoughts about facing them or any questions for me yeah, on them? Yeah, um, you know, definitely a tough team, and we got to get after them. Um, you know, they, I think I think Zach Wilson might be playing this weekend. I saw he was clear, so yeah, I think it's going to be important for us to really um, 
to hit to, to, to get to get home this week and pull up a fire on Do you pressure. pay attention to what people say, by the way? Like mm. when there's chatter, do you read social media? Do you no. listen to the radio? No, I, I I used to, but I know this year like I've I've kind of been off. Like I stay on Instagram stuff, but you know Twitter's something that I I still have one, but I don't like to be on it too much because I know lots going on. Um, do you ever laugh? Like I I just said this on the radio earlier with Pony. After having been a sideline reporter, and I'm in those production meetings, which I know you have one on Friday. Be very nice to the CBS crew, okay? Guys talk much more honestly and openly with us because we have to call the game. Yeah. And then I'm standing on the bench, and I'm literally listening to what the coach says to the player. The vast majority of what is reported outside is so wrong. I know. <laughs> I so know. does that make you crazy, or do you laugh at it, or is that why you don't pay attention to no, it? It doesn't. I, I don't pay attention to it um, because I know, um, you know what matters is, 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 is what you know what what the coach is thinking, you know how you play, because um, ultimately that's what that's whose opinion matters most is you know is, is what your coach thinks of how you play, um, and so just that's just really the main voices that I try to listen to and my teammates as well, um, hearing their voices and the coaches' voices because. I feel like, you know, some people don't see everything that goes into a play. Um, you know, there's more than just there's more than just someone missing a tackle. It's more than just someone getting burned. It's more than just, um, you know, an interception or, or whatever, whatever bad play there is. Like, it's more than just that. There's always something more that goes on that people don't see. And so um, I think it's just when you're actually watching film, you can see a lot of that stuff. Okay. So we're going to have you make a pizza. Awesome. What do you like on your pizza? Meat pizza. I like uh, pepperoni, uh, sausage, ham. Uh, I'm, I'm, All of it? Like yeah, every single yeah. meat product? Meat lovers pizza. That's what I like. Yeah. And do you like a thick crust or a thin crust? I'm more of a thin crust guy. I like thin crust. Like I've, I've always loved thin crust flat, like flat bread pizzas. I don't mind. So, okay, so like New York style where it's like big enough that you can fold it over? Yes, and I love oh, that pizza. Oh, that's the Aditi pizza. I'm not a huge deep dish guy, um, but I love the New York style pizza. Thin, yeah, that's my favorite for sure. So Dom Minio, who of course is the legacy of this restaurant, the very first time I met him, he was like, yeah. About New York pizza, and I said, "Yeah, because you know that's where I'm from." Yeah. I was like, "No, that's the way that pizza is supposed to be eaten." And now, when you go back there, you just say, "I want an Aditi crust," and that's what you'll get. I'm excited. All right, before we get to making pizza, anything that we missed? Anything that you would like to tell the fan base, all the people that are buying your jersey that cheer for you on Sundays? Anything you wish that they would consider or think about or do? Um, just continue to. Tina Ruizon, I know you know everything is not perfect, um, but you know just know that uh, we're going to continue to keep fighting, uh, continue to keep you know, busting our butts to be the best that we can be. Um, you know because we know that the Steel Nation is the best fan base in all the NFL. Um, you know, we're going to go out there and just try to put on a show every week. And you have the best wife ever. I have the best wife ever. Alyssa, Alex, Alyssa like once you're married, Highsmith. you have to. Alyssa Highsmith, and it feels awesome to say that. Um, <laughs> just know, you just, can feels, never say enough good things about it, your wife. It feels so, <laughs> it, it feels so great. Um, and, you know, I know, know I've posted stuff about it, but, you know, wedding was amazing, honeymoon was amazing, and um, it's just so awesome to now to just be able to come home to my wife. Um, just Who see works her. her tail off. She works her tail off. And that's Does she just, get football? Huh? Does she understand football? Yeah, yeah, she does. Oh, yeah, so she she'll does. tell you, like, that was a bad swim move right there? Or are you like, totally, that was a <laughs> slow get off? She could criticize me, but she's she's so encouraging of me. And, um, you know, she's one of those voices that, you know, that ultimately, you know, one of those few voices that matter to me um, and uh, who, who I lean on. She's, she's my number one supporter, my biggest fan. And so 
Um, yes, Alyssa Highsmith um, is the best woman in the world, and I'm thankful for All right, so next time that we're out here, maybe your dad will fly up and come hang out with us. Maybe your mom, since, you know, your mom is your favorite, <laughs> which all boys should say their moms are the favorite, and all girls, too, because the moms do everything that has to be done, P.S., and hopefully Alyssa will come hang with us, too. Yeah, yeah, hopefully work out, work out, work out with her schedule, so I know they'd all love it. All right, Alex, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming to Minio's Pizza. Will you help me get some of your teammates to come and join me? Yes. You'll uh, never guess who I want next. Who do you want next? Guess. What position? Well, that's part of <laughs> I don't make it that easy. Uh, defense or offense? Who do you think? Well, actually, you tell me. Who do you think is a really interesting conversationalist that the city doesn't really know? Doesn't really know? Yeah, like we all know Cam. Cam, as I told Cam, Cam is overexposed. Let's see. Who do we not know? Who's a superstar and vital to your success, but nobody really knows anything about him? Like, is this person, has he not been on, like, many radio shows or, or, or is he yeah, just quiet? Like, yeah, definitely not. But you should also tell me who you think is interesting. Like, who do I not know is interesting? Um, there's a lot of interesting guys. Okay, uh, you don't <laughs> drink during the week because you're very dedicated. But if you're having a beer on the weekend after a game, who would you like to have a beer with? Who would I like to have the beer with? Um, uh, uh, TJ, uh, we, uh, we, went, we went golfing one time. We, we, someone gave us some spotted cows from Wisconsin. Uh, he'd be a cool guy to share a beer with. All right, so tell TJ to come hang out with me. All right. But you know who I really want to get to know? Who? Chris Boswell. Oh, Boz. Money Boz. I've known Boz for 10 years, and I know nothing about him. Oh, well, like, I literally he's, know he's nothing awesome. about it. Yeah, like, yeah. we say hi. We talk to each other. You need to get to know him. He's awesome. But isn't that funny that he is one of the best kickers in the National Football League? But if you were to ask an average Steelers fan... And, by the way, in Cleveland, people are buying Cade York's jersey. In Baltimore, they buy Justin Tucker's jersey. People in the city don't buy enough of Chris Boswell's they jersey. They need to because he's money boss. That's exactly <laughs> who he is. Alex Highsmith, we had so much fun. Please come back. You know I will. And Love thanks for joining us. And the food, right? Food's fantastic. Shout out to Minio's. Fantastic. And we love gummy bears. Love gummy bears. They're my favorite. There we go.